I, I kind of have mixed feelings because in certain times of APOC, we used to get directions. In the second half, we didn't at all. So True. we didn't know what we were. Um, <laughs> but hopefully with the upcoming test, it's going to be on point and they're going to tell us exactly, well, not exactly what to do. Well, mostly it's going to become on us and we're going to explore and destroy and wreck mayhem and they're going to suffer with all the burning of servers mayhem on their yeah. office. But um, <laughs> yeah, are you kind of, are you like, I'm sorry, were you referring to like how some people back in APOC would go to the center town and destroy the buildings there, Social Bunny Faisal? Sound familiar? I don't know who you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> Remembering his vision of a cinder-born phoenix, he felt the yearning spark within him. Times had left him questioning where his journey should take him, realizing that he too had been cinder-born, the spark of hope burning within. Soon he would find the others who gathered, Pathfinders with whom he'd be taking his first step into a new dawn, his fellow Cinderborn and their shared hope for the future. Welcome to Ashes Pathfinders, your dedicated and trusted Ashes of Creation podcast. Join us as we share in the journey that reignites the embers and rekindles the flames in the hearts of those long left to cinder. I'm your host, Phoenix, also known as Samorg. I'm joined by my returning Pathfinders. Welcome back, Daedalus. Good to be here. Hi, everyone. And welcome back, our favorite social bunny, Faisal. Greetings. <laughs> you got fans on uh, YouTube, Faisal. You know that? Every every week or so, I get somebody just dropping and going, more Faisal. We love Faisal. And I'm like, he'll be there next week. He's not going anywhere, y'all. He's, he's here. <laughs> I am honored to have right. such friends. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what to say. What, what do you want me to say, Jim? <laughs> I'm honored to have such fans. Could somebody just clip that just for me, just for a keepsake? I don't know. Man, y'all. Before we get started, obviously, we got to give a big shout out to all uh, to the home of this podcast, number one, which is uh, AshesHQ.com, the community curated website for all things Ashes of Creation. Also, a shout out to the Imperial Flames, which are the supporters here on Twitch, YouTube, Patreon, all the places that you fund us. Thank you very much for keeping the community's flames bolstering greater week after week. Friends, I just want to say, if I look a little sluggish tired a little less pep in my step it's cold outside man i woke up this morning and it was just snowing like it's still snowing it's like six inches or or so out there i'm like what i mean i didn't want to get out of bed man i was like dude you know what i mean you wake up and it's cold and you're just like oh but i just want to like snuggle up and just like oh, just get tucked into bed and just stay there all all day, like put on the TV, stay warm. You know what I mean? But I was like, but I can't because I'm dedicated to our <laughs> podcast. So here we are, friends, for episode 104. We're calling it Cinder Boring. We don't have any iTunes reviews today, right? But you can go to iTunes, leave us a five-star review if you would like to do so. Greatly appreciated. Helps us with the algorithm over there. Um, also, if you leave a comment with that review, 
we do read it here on the show. So it's kind of a it's kind of a fun way to kind of include people in the community. Also, if you want to do a call in, leave us a voicemail. Uh, you can do that at one five three nine six six four six eight zero one. I do understand that a certain warrior was trying to make his way through, but I guess it just didn't work out. Well, maybe we'll hear from him soon. Um, also, you can send us a uh, mail to the mailbag at um, ashespathfinders at gmail.com. Excuse me. <clears throat> Over at Gmail, you can shoot us a message there. Um, you can also just like leave a message, ping me or any of the other Pathfinders mm-hmm. on the show in our Ashes Pathfinders discussion chat in Discord, which is over at discord.gg forward slash my name, S-I-M-U-R-G-H, where we house this community, my guild virtue, and Ashes HQ. So a lot of great things over in that Discord. A lot of great people, good times. And uh, speaking of good times, there are some coming up here on the horizon for a great many people that have access to testing as soon as, what is it? When is it, you guys? Uh, you want to like cue me in on that again? I remember December 18th. Right. Mm-hmm, through mm-hmm. the 21st, friends. That's in a week. Less than, actually. Less than a week. Four Less days. Than... <laughs> oh, you got the countdown going. Look at that, boy. Yeah, man. Oh, yeah. I'm definitely going to play it. <laughs> Hell, yeah. See all of, I'll see a lot of beautiful names that I know very well in chat. It's great to see you all here. Much love to all you Pathfinders in chat, listening later and watching later. Seriously. Much love. And, uh, I got to give a few bits of information. Today's not going to be the biggest one, right? We haven't had a lot of info, but it's understandable. This is what happens when we're in the phase before we get to some big step. It happens at like clockwork, right? They're hunkered down. Mm -hmm. You just know they're on the grind, man. They're on the grind. They're working hard. But you know what? They keep that social media rocking, don't they? They just Mm -hmm. like clockwork. Um, Yep. Man, so we've talked about how we raised 10K, right? And all that. I had a bunch of, um, excuse me, I might be peeking a little bit. There we go. We're good. I had a lot of letters that I needed to send out to like about 30 people, I think. Uh, No, wait, 28, because a couple were like, hey, Sim, you don't have to do that. It's all good, man. Thanks a lot. But no, you take the time. You do you. Don't worry about it. So it's cool. I did 28 letters. Um, I think it's 27 letters that have clues on them. So on the back of the letter, essentially, you've got a letter and a number and the letter is the letter. Uh, okay. So the number tells you the sequence, right? So what order in the sequence that the letter belongs. So if you got a letter, then look at the back of the envelope, there'll be a letter and a number, right? And the numbers where the letter goes in the sequence. So you will know the name of this, uh, content piece. That's now going to be supplemental to the show that I talked about and I've hinted at, that's your final clue. The answer lies on the letters. And I know that it takes longer to get to other countries. And there were a handful of people that actually (laughs) national treasure three plot incoming chat. Great Jedi buddy. So it's (laughs) there. The that's your final clue though, but it does spell out. Now, even if the people who live in other countries don't get the letters, Right in time before this content piece comes out, there's still enough people in the U.S. and Canada that will get the letters within the time frame. That if you play your cards or your use your clues right and you put the pieces together, there's enough there, man. It's kind of like Wheel of Fortune. You don't have to buy a vowel or any of that, though. You just got to figure out 
based on the letters you got, what it says. And there's enough letters there that people will be able to figure it out for sure. So that's one thing. The other thing is, um, I've been doing this thing. So if you're here currently in the rest of the month, if you're here live whenever I'm live, because remember this year I've been doing this ridiculous thing I had in my mind to stream every single day. Oh, it's almost to an end. A nice one week long nap is coming soon, friend. <laughs> just, gonna, just like Sims of the Hibernate, you know, he's just gonna go. I mean, I'll be here for the show. You guys know I'm not gonna miss a show unless there's no way that I possibly can make it happen, right? There's like death has gotta stop me. That's what it'll take, okay? All right, there's gotta be something I absolutely cannot control that stops me from making these podcasts podcasts happening every week. Come hell or high water, man. I'm here. So during that week when I don't stream, I will definitely be here for the podcast, but that's probably going to be it. <laughs> so, but about the stream, I kind of had this cool tie and I recently had a rework to my brand and I thought a cool um, way to like tie in the Pathfinder show would be to kind of make the sub badges actually reflect a little bit of what we talk about here, right? Which is our intro talking about how we're all on this journey, right? That we are all here. And these reignited flames, uh, embers, right? The the hearts of those that have been long left to cinder. It, it's just a big, ex, you know, a really creative example around, um, you know, people that have been part of the MMORPG genre for so long. These people that feel like, you know, the industry just has, hasn't cared, hasn't, hasn't, has been more about, hasn't listened, hasn't listened ha has been more focused on how much they can make off of this revenue source being people than the the element of community that is an MMORPG to begin with. So that's our, our flavored way of talking about how Ashes of Creation and Intrepid Studios have essentially re-sparked so many of us that might have been jaded, who were tired of the genre, who didn't think there was any hope for it anymore, that are now like, you know, bolstering flames that are excited, passionate, and ready for this game. I mean, it's the new home that they're dedicating to spending countless, countless hours, days, weeks, and years of their life potentially in. And so when I talk about Cinderborn, um, this is what I mean. This is what Cinderborn is to me, and that's what the name of today's episode is. Um, it's all of us who feel almost reborn and renewed sense of like excitement and passion for the genre and specifically Ashes of Creation. And um, many of those Cinderborn people, us Pathfinders here, we're going to be testing soon. And this is an exciting time for us, man. Really exciting time. Um, so I thought a really cool way to like really kind of show that off was to essentially like have my logo kind of like get built up from a cinder. Right. Because including myself, because that was me too. Um, this colorful description of a cinder and a rekindled flame, it applies to me too. I, I was like, you know what? Do the genres. I'm done with it. I really was. So it starts out as a cinder, it's a chunk of coal, man, getting reignited, slowly building up. It's so. exactly like your head. Sim. Yeah, when glorious, you have that right? Clean shape off, it just like ping, shines even greater. Yeah, it's, it's glorious. Yeah, it's glorious. But <laughs> you know, you guys are gonna. <laughs> if y'all are in our Discord, go to the Sacred Hall if you're sub, please, because you guys, there's a there's an emote that my design guys worked on. It's absolutely my bald head with light shining off of it. You bet. <laughs> that was for you all, man. 
It was. So anyway, I thought it was a cool tie in, man, because I mean, the Pathfinder show genuinely is at the core of all the content, man. This is my this is my baby, man. This is this is like my favorite thing. You know, one of my favorite things every week is getting here, gathering around the central flame right here, man, like talking about ashes, having good times, good stories, with good people. And uh, I'm looking forward to many years of that, man. And, uh, you know, so that's what it means to be Cinderborn. And that's what that's kind of one little way I'm trying to commemorate what we're doing around here into kind of the community as a whole. So um, but let's talk about let's talk about testing, guys. Um, it is NDA testing coming up. And that's a non-disclosure situation. You can't show it. You can't talk about it. Generally, it means you can't even discuss it existing, but we can to some extent without breaking NDA because why? Well, because people know what backer levels are playing. We know what time frame it is. And it's easy to know who's got that backer level. You can go look at the forums. People have talked about it for years. Hmm. So you're not really in any jeopardy there, right? Of, of breaking NDA, but some things you just really don't want to do, friends. Don't stream this. Don't take screenshots. Don't take don't videos. Do it. Don't do it. Even if you're excited, it just ain't worth it, homies. There will be plenty of time in the future to do that. Promise, man. It'll be there. You're going to have time. Don't risk your count. Don't risk losing, you know, you know, and just damaging the situation for yourself by, you know, make good choices. As the man said, <laughs> says, make good choices, man. True. <laughs> but um, what are some of your your guys's maybe hopes or expectations, things that you'd like to see come from the testing? I'm, I'm really excited to see some of the new areas because it's like you know biomes we haven't really seen other than kind of on the streams but being yeah. able to see them in person i think that's kind of a big thing for me just to kind of see what systems are kind of in play even if it's kind of skeletons just to kind mm -hmm. of see what functionality is out there um and i i mean i'm under no delusions that it's going to be totally stable i mean and that's no discredit to the team working on it because they're working really hard but the whole point of this test is really just to kind of break something see what happens and everything so i i'm just hoping that we just also see a lot of patience from the community as they're testing and realize it as a test um and yeah yeah i'm, I'm just looking forward to seeing the pretties man because this game mm -hmm. what about you Faisal, man as they said break it break it all <laughs> break it all <laughs> um I'm I'm expecting to see like core systems, at least the uh, the major ones, like the node development doing quests and it would unlock, and see how I could break that somehow. Um, maybe even go to town, try to break the buildings over there. Um, see if raids function normally. Not, I I but I assume I have to do the raids with other people. So I know uh, different incre uh, increments, like going into the raid with five people, would that lesser the mobs or would that decrease, uh, and etc. Mm -hmm. um, but what I'm going to be interested about is the trading system. Oh, I want to see if it works. <laughs> yeah, so Magisto said he's got 10 days off vacation to do all that testing. Hell yes, dude. Hell yes. And um, we've got 
<laughs> I'm like looking at this right here. You guys think that there will be mount cosmetics and testing. So I did say that I would expect it, but I don't think in the sense of like being able to like, I think more of like you might see the potential for having mounts because that's something that they've you, we've seen previously in testing. Um, and I think mm -hmm. the reason that you might see that is because of the fact that they, you know, they need to test that stuff. But mm -hmm. whether or not you're going to see the cosmetic element get tied into it and being able to swap cosmetics on a mount, that I, I, I don't know that I would expect that right away. Um, also, though, how many, uh, Great Dad said, how many classes are available for the first test? I would assume probably only, only like maybe three or four, which is what we had previously seen. But they talked about a total of five in Alpha 1, but that's not even really going to be for when... I mean, I don't view that as being the goalpost now. I view that as the goalpost for when we get to probably the full Alpha 1 launch. And since these are like mm -hmm. Alpha 1 kind of like previews, essentially, I wouldn't really expect it. But yeah, Tank, Fighter, Cleric, Mage, those four I would expect. Um, and then probably maybe the fifth, like, you know, maybe maybe around Alpha 1 full full launch or something during right. that month or that one week, potentially. Um yeah what's it called what with the cosmetic thing i usually ashes uh give gives away free cosmetics they've done they've done that in the past mm -hmm. but i'm not sure if they're gonna do it with this test because it's not available to everybody right um and maybe they would do random giveaways like on twitter or uh somewhere else because they've, do, they've done that in the, in the past so Maybe, maybe not. <laughs> yeah, because they've done it during streams, right? Where they've said, hey, we'll, you know, raffle off something. And people didn't even actually have to be, like, playing in APOC, I think it was, where they had a couple mm -hmm. of options for doing it. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> yeah, and it said, um, where is this one right here? Uh, yeah, I see, like, uh, Magisto talking about can't wait. Should be so nice to be able to test a lot. Yeah. So, I mean, look, I... I, I can talk about having tests that I can't give specifics to certain tests because we, we've only been allowed to talk about certain ones, but I'm, you know, for me, I I'm hoping that there's a lot of stuff that we haven't seen. Um, Steven's given some pretty significant, pretty solid indicators um, over the past couple of months that there's a lot that people haven't seen that's there already. Um, so it's kind of, kind of makes you wonder, you know, like what, what more we might be seeing in the first versus the next test uh, that'll be after the first of the year. And then, you know, the the two tests that are not going to be NDA'd, which will be like the week and the one month one where people are going to be showcasing things. So like, you know, like I've seen a good deal of stuff and things already. Um, I, I'm going to do my due diligence as a tester anytime they've got a test just because the data is important and useful, regardless of whether or not I've done it a lot. What will, I think, determine whether or not you'll see me no life in it for a ridiculous amount of hours is going to be dependent hey. on what is there that I haven't already tried or checked out that I can experience and play with and get be able to provide feedback on. Um, because if it's something that I've already provided feedback on previously or other people have, then, you know, I mean, it's still worth testing. You know, you still want to do that. <clears throat> but... For me, it's like, you know, I do want to under, understand the core systems and every opportunity to test a new system like that's something I want to thoroughly do. Um, you know, previously it was like you had these like Alpha Zero, for example, right, where we had 
what was it back in Alpha Zero? We had the Ranger, we had the Cleric, we had the Agent Tank. Mage in the Tank. Yeah. Yeah. So for me at that point, it was like, let me try each of these. And, you know, of course, like, you know, you just, you, the idea of living in the world for a little while is a lot of fun. So you don't want to go look at everything, you want to go explore everything. But I wanted to also try all the classes out so I get an idea of like how the archetypes worked and, you know, what like some of the pros and cons were. And I even remember us talking about that because, you know, Steven's like, hey, you can talk about it. Just don't, you know, no visuals. No, no, no visuals. You can talk about your experiences, though. And so we spent a lot Mm -hmm. of time talking about, you know, the differences and like what was really strong and what could be worked on and all these different things. I mean, it goes back to the earliest uh, episodes of this podcast. Um but, you know, for me, it's like if it's new and I can really immerse myself in something I haven't experienced yet, then I'm going to have more incentive to really play longer um, out, outside of just like, you know, because there's already going to be a lot of people playing. <laughs> there's going to be a lot of people, a lot, a lot of people. A lot. A lot. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, I did win a Night Hunter Griffin during the live stream, so it's a possibility. Yeah, I remember that. What up, what up, what up? So... Edge of Tomorrow testing, <laughs> Golden Armor. Yeah, man. You know it's gonna be really cool to see uh, the like some of that stuff from APOC that we're gonna get to have. That's gonna be pretty sweet. I look forward to mm-hmm. having some of that stuff because that's some pretty OG shit right there. It really is. <laughs> it, it is, and it didn't look bad. They Too like they they've improved upon the the models on this stuff significantly since back then. Like oh yeah, I, I could I could imagine that they might have looked upon their armor after after releasing these new like cosmetics every month and getting the latest cosmetics and they look amazing. Start improving upon each month. Mm-hmm. So like, I don't I, the the idea of them revisiting all the old models. I don't see it that far away. I like, I could see them looking at it again. Yeah, because like even in like some of the previews where you'd have like the female character and like the hawk or whatever, you remember? There was talk about yeah, that yeah. pet. We got to see that. I think that yeah. I, if I'm not mistaken, I think she might have been wearing the obsidian armor. I could be wrong, but I could be wrong. But I remember seeing another uh, iteration of that, and the quality was significantly improved in in the video I had seen. I think it was that one. I could be wrong. That could have been the red one, but yeah. So it's 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 going to be interesting to see. They've they've improved upon some things significantly since uh, the earliest iterations of them, and uh, like we talked about last time, they they continue to bring, you know, so much to the table in terms of cosmetics, character models. I mean, you can say and think what you want about cosmetics, whether you you prefer to have them or not. But man, they've it it's given them the opportunity to showcase so much more than just the cosmetic itself, because you're seeing character models and these what what we call like you know not we but what game developers call like the the character mesh or the the player mesh or whatever it's that sort of skeleton steven talks about that essentially things are kind of put onto so if you've got the bear mesh then essentially you've got that the skeleton model for all bears and then what you apply onto that is just a different you know a significantly different appearance but it sits on the same skeleton might look drastically different but you know, and so all of these cosmetics and um, whether it's armor or um, like pets or mounts or whatever, you know, it's so much more than just that. So, um, yeah, you know what the expectations from for me, though, is um, 
you know, it's a realistic one. It's just, I just hope that with the mass amount of people that are going to be checking, I don't know how many they're planning on having on each of their servers. Um, I think maybe not an expectation, but I think my hope is that they'll try to really push some of the limits on that mm. with this first one. Just load them up. Uh, definitely. Well, we must probably have like a crash where Stephen tells us, yo, we, we're going to drag you all to one server. Yeah. Just test this out. Yeah. Uh, like, he, he's done that before. <laughs> and I, uh, and I'm, I'm making my PC ready just to not burn out. <laughs> Mm -hmm. Fire extinguisher on the side. Jeez. <laughs> oh, mm -hmm. and, and I think um, I'm, I think I'm also hoping that he allows an uh, like keeps the visual NDA, but allows for a non NDA so that we can verbally talk about it. Because all those people sharing their experiences, not just not us, not just us. It'll be great to be able to talk about that on the show. But I think just mm -hmm. when you think about how many thousands of people could potentially play in. This coming weekend, that's a lot of people to share the positives, right? A lot of the positive experiences that they've had. And, yep. you know, right now it's been a select few people. It's been people that could do testing that were at certain Kickstarter levels. And now it's a lot more people, man, a lot. And uh, from my perspective, that's that would be so good. Word of mouth, man. It, it travels fast. It really does. Especially with how uh... many people... By the way, Sam, I'm gonna post the link mm -hmm. um, for the video. I think for the Obsidian Armor. I think okay. you were talking about. Yeah, perfect. And go to minute two point twenty one. Thank you. That's that was it. Thanks, buddy. Really appreciate it. Um, Listen. Yeah, perfect. <laughs> perfect. Perfect. That that's that was totally it. Oh, yo, give a shout out. We got uh, Ashton Harold with us. Up, thanks, buddy. He's here on the podcast, obviously. Uh, Woodship with 10 tier one subs to the community. Really appreciate that. And Brown Rice, thank you so much to everybody. Really appreciate it. I don't expect it, but you guys seriously, seriously are really good to me in this show, in this community. And uh, yeah, it means a lot. It really does. The support's uh, greatly appreciated. But, you know, having you all here, spending your time here is number one for me. So yeah, much love though. Thank you so much. Um, any other ideas, like recommendations, hopes? Um, that's kind of where I'm at. That's that's my main thing. And I think also people contribute. Like, if you test whatever method that they're saying, hey, here's how you can contribute your feedback, please consider, like, feedback, feedback, feedback. This team is super receptive to feedback, man. Super receptive to feedback. Um, and it goes a long way. Oh. Yeah. So... I've been doing the stream every day thing and I have the plans to potentially fund an alpha two pre-order pack at the end of this month. So if you're here when I'm live, use the justice coins here on Twitch, which are the currency that you accrue here on Twitch. And you can use those to contribute daily to the goal. And that goal is currently at 60%. We got about eight days. We missed some time there. Um, and there's actually a couple of people who have been willing to actually help fund that, um, which was very surprising because I didn't expect that. So um, very, very generous people, very, very uh, helpful, just really amazing people. And I think this year has proven that uh, with the people that are around this community. So, yeah, shout out to all mm -hmm. you guys. You're, you're really amazing people. Um, 
let's get into the dev discussion, shall we? This is our other piece for today. Dev discussion. Wait, no, no, no. I'm going to stop. If you're here on stream, I'm going to show this first. I apologize. Can we talk about this Dunier art? I love it. <laughs> it's so pretty. Oh, yeah. We've yeah. seen it. Yeah, that concept art. That one I forgot to show last week. It's like a frozen Dunier city, man. Check it out. Right. It looks so lively. Yeah. Like just putting those cards over there, people walking. I can just imagine someone telling the other, like another dwarf, saying, Where did you put my cup of mead <laughs> from a distance? <laughs> so good. Yeah, look at that. Man, I'm telling you, I just love it. So in theme for the winter. It looks so good. Yeah, I, I've loved this one actually like so much. It just feels like the vibes, man. I want to see this in game. It's a snapshot of the seasons. Yeah, the atmosphere is on point, hundred percent. I agree, Prismia, in chat, for for sure. Oh, we've had so many good concept art pieces, but last live stream that they had, we actually saw a little bit of the environment for the 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 kind of coastal. Um, kind of tropical environment. Mm -hmm. So, man, mm -hmm. we're getting more and more, aren't we? Yeah, they, they're definitely building a world, that's for sure. Oh, wow. yes. Yeah, I also want to say there's a, there's a ton of people around this community that are going to be playing in Alpha 1 together. So if you all don't have a community to hang out with, if you know you don't have a guild, you don't have to be part of our guild. My, the guild that I run is called Virtue, and you know, we, we are recruiting and all that, but like, you don't have to be part of that, that guild. You don't have to be, you could just be a part of this community and, and friends, we, we will all be playing together. It doesn't matter. There's not an exclusivity thing when it comes to having people to hang out with. You, you all have friends here. If you don't have anybody to play the game with, you just jump on in, man, join us, hang out. You got friends here that are more than happy to play with you. Believe me. So I just want to make sure if you don't have people to jump into testing with, you know, all you guys got to do is just look for me and the tests and stuff. And I, I'll always run with people always. So mm -hmm. just want to put that out there for anybody who may not have somebody to run around with. Now let's get to this discussion, shall we? The boss difficulty discussion. Cool. All right. This is dev discussion number 25. Do you enjoy gatekeeper bosses? A boss that is very difficult right at the start of a dungeon, followed by a few easier bosses, or do you prefer linear difficulty and boss difficulty? Gentlemen, thoughts? Hmm. I know I could go either way on this. Uh, I think difficulty, I, I guess I would probably expand upon a bit. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't like HP sponge bosses. Never okay. have, never will. DPS race bosses are so boring, right? I mean, if they're done wrong, right? Um, and one of the things, and and I hope Steven doesn't do a drive-by slap in the face with his sandal on this one, but I'm going to actually say World of Warcraft, um, recent raid, not too shabby in that department as far as keeping things interesting. Um, you know, different mechanics people need to do, need to be mindful of, you know, not just kind of your standard stuff, but things mm -hmm. like people need to click on to activate at certain points, 
abilities get, you know, you know, empowered. So they, you know, do like, you know, something different. There is kind of some sort of dynamic element to the fight. So I would say um, it depends on the gatekeeper boss. Um, I would, I would like to be able to kind of have a variety of that as the raids go on. So somewhere there's going to be one and mm -hmm. somewhere they're not and everything in between just to keep it interesting and different. And, yeah. and what would be nice too is Steven talked a while back, depending on what was in the world, bosses are going to do different mechanics. I would like to be able to see that too. Maybe depending on what nodes are out, boss equals gatekeeper or boss is easier or bosses, I don't know, somewhere in between, but either way, just again, keeping that fresh, depending on what's going on in the world would be nice too. Um, so yeah, that, that's, I guess that's my take on it. Hmm. What's your take on it? Tim? Honestly, I, I don't know, man. Like I don't, I don't necessarily, from my perspective, I don't mind bosses that are really tough in the beginning. I, I prefer a more of a mixed approach, though. Um, if I'm going to be really honest with my approach, it's a, it might be a little little RP oriented. Um, I think it depends on what the reason we're going there for is. Um, I really, you know, I, I love theory crafting and all that. I love PvP. Yes, yes, yes. That's all. That's all great. Um, but the, the main thing that it will get me to play any game will, will basically get me and keep me versus lose me is if the game can hold my attention. And what holds my attention is a damn good story. So if the story's not good or engaging, then I'm just kind of like, I don't really feel like there's a point to it. It's not fun or interesting. The idea of grinding just for the sake of grinding, just because gear or whatever doesn't really appeal to me. And some people it does, and that's fine. That's just not my style, right? I'm not saying that my ideas are the right ones. They're just mine, right? And people can have a different perspective on what's good for them. And that's totally fine. But for me, when I look at like raids, if, if I'm like, okay, why are we here? Right? What's the layout? Like, what is this stronghold or raid environment supposed to be? Does it make sense that the first boss can hit you like a truck like that? Does it make sense? Like if you're, if you're entering into um, like a castle or something, you know, should the should the strongest person be the guy guarding the front gate um, based on wh who the people in this keep are and why they're there? Um, or, or is the strongest person going to be the person who is the most attuned to mad magic and like ashes or the essence? The more attuned, uh, you know, boss or something, the, the more uh, synergized with the essence, then maybe they're the stronger one. And therefore, it makes more sense that they would hit the hardest to me. But it just depends, man. It depends on like what what it is. Is it a creature? Is it a humanoid? Like you know, versus like some just grotesque monstrosity, um, and you know why is it there? So to me, you could have something that's in the very beginning hit like a truck, and then have things that aren't nearly as difficult up until the last guy, uh, or the last boss, or you could have it progressively get more and more difficult as you get in. Either are going to work for me if it makes sense that they are are like this in this place this cut out of space that they're in that you have to fight them in. So that's my perspective, but that's just, that definitely ties into, does it make sense for them to be like this in the story too? 
you know? But yeah. I don't know. Do you have thoughts, Faisal? It's, it's just that when it comes to MMORPGs, you all, always have different segments of people. There's the people, as you said, Sim, people who would go to raids to find the best gear. Some people go to raids because they want the best story. Some people want to go raids because they're fun. Mm -hmm. it. <laughs> um, and, and it's kind of hard to make a good raid for all these people. You can make a fun raid, mm -hmm. but ma making a raid that's convincing for people who only want the gear is super hard. It's super like you have to convince them that going on this raid is going to require this amount of effort and and you should enjoy it <laughs> in in a sense. Um mm -hmm. I also agree in which case um I think a raid should have multiple stages and um the the final boss should have phases uh like in uh, dark souls or uh, uh or any uh, other boss mechanic that you would have that it would change the boss fight and it, it would basically make you feel that he's not just a damage sponge he's changing something to make you feel oh something changed i should i should react to something in order to beat him better. I feel that that's the way it should be, but I, I don't know. It's, it's, it's hard. The, to the topic is super hard to talk about. <laughs> mm -hmm. so there's a, there's a, so I know we're shifting a little bit to talking about raids or even dungeon difficulty, but I'm going to read a couple points here. So mm -hmm. Dorda in chat, well, actually we'll go up to Prismia. said, good idea. It's nice to have some backstory to these delves and creatures, why these powerful foes are here. Dorda says, have mm -hmm. a gear check boss with easy skill checks, harder skill bosses later. Um, we've got okay. one from Horrendous saying, resources inside the dungeon that are necessary necessary for higher tier crafting. So I think these are really good points. Um, you know, an entry level boss is, I think, pretty important. Um, but, you know, we definitely know that within the Ashes of Creation universe, right, within this game we're playing, there's a more, there's definitely a focus on mechanics we even talked about this last time talking about like i think world bosses right mm -hmm. so yeah i think i think it's it's good to have those bosses that check you getting to the next point i'm a proponent of raids that you can't just go through because you've got the right amount of gear and blow through it um mm -hmm. i think it's good to have the the right gear so that you can uh have the stats required to have the numbers required to defeat things within a certain time frame, But I still think, at least for me, I find it more interesting when the mechanics of a raid or dungeon boss fight um, really cause you to have to focus more on situational awareness um, and not just necessarily just because you have the numbers. I like the idea that if you don't quite have the numbers, if you persist and strive to you know, to, to essentially like work hard and to, you know, be dedicated to it, that you can potentially pull it off. Even if you don't have 
you know, as much, uh, you know, the best gear as the next guy. But then uh, the idea that, you know, you do want to definitely, I think, check to make sure that people are able to earn, like uh, Horrendous had mentioned, the the materials that are going to maybe drop it at some certain point, too. Um, knowing how much stronger that can make a player, too. Like, where's that? It's like the risk-reward element, I think, that ties into it for me. Yeah, and I think one other thing around rewards, too, um, is I'm hoping there isn't a huge RNG component to mm. getting loot out of these dungeons and raids, because one of the most... Now, I'm going to go back to the game that shall not be named. For the <laughs> flip side of the boss fights were interesting, but the fact that people, like majority of people, get nothing mm-hmm. after putting the time in. Like, I'm not saying, you know, okay, everybody should get a prize, like, all the time. But at least get something useful out of the raid. Whether, mm-hmm. you know, like Horrendous said, I think, you know, materials are great. But I just kind of walking away, you know, after spending hours in a in a raid and not having anything to show for it except the repair bill. That's pretty frustrating for me as a player. Um, and I know it's frustrating for my, you know, my fellow raiders in, in my uh, WoW mm-hmm. guild. And I would hope that, you know, requisite difficulty means you're going to get something, you know, really worth your time. Right. So that's, I guess, probably another thing, mm-hmm. another kind of layer of this we haven't really touched on, but I felt it was, you know, a good idea to, to mention. Right. Yeah, and I'm like kind of reading in chat too, talking about Wildstar. Uh, you know, complexity of raids in Wildstar, but better balanced and real. So I, I never did play that game, but I've heard from some friends like the there's a lot of positive reflections on that game. Um, I definitely do, I definitely do kind of feel bad that I didn't have the opportunity. Well, I did. I did have the opportunity. I didn't take the opportunity to to try that game because for me the uh, art style wasn't appealing to me. And if I'm going to be honest, that was the only reason, the only reason I didn't give it a chance was because I didn't feel that I would be immersed because of the art style. Um, and then you're like, oh, but Sim, you played WoW. I was like, yeah, but I got into WoW so much earlier that at that point, what had me was, you know, it wasn't seeing the thing about WoW is that it's not just World of Warcraft got me because of World of Warcraft, like World of Warcraft got me because of Warcraft, which was before that. And the stories mm-hmm. that played out. So the story already had a hold on me before I even went into it, which is exactly why I played the Elder Scrolls Online. The story already had a hold on me before the MMORPG even launched because I played Oblivion. I played Arena. I played Skyrim. I played Morrowind. Like I had already played these games and loved the lore in the universe. And here we go back to me in a good story. Right. So for Wildstar, mm-hmm. I just didn't see a story or an art style that could like pull me in. So that is the only reason that I have heard nothing but good things about uh, a lot of different parts of that game. So it's a, it's a shame I didn't give it a chance because it would have uh, probably been a good experience to have to reflect on right now. But so we did talk about, we talked about some things like environment impacting uh, like uh combat mechanics like abilities things like that these these are the types of layers i think that to when it comes to like boss fights specifically are going to make them really interesting and potentially even even um create like a variation within the same boss itself 
Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't really go one way or the other when they talked about like, do you want, you know, have a gatekeeper boss versus more linear to where you progressively get harder. Um, yeah, I think, I think it's, I tie into kind of horrendous when I go to this, right? Well, what's dropping, what's the reward along the way, what's the loot table for each boss, what should the check be in order to like, what's the requirement to even have the chance to earn that? And I don't mind raids that I've got to come back into week after week and slowly progress and get stronger as a group to complete it. That's my preference. I I like Mm -hmm. raid locks. I like only loot dropping off one, one boss each week. And then your raid lock too. I I like that. I like Mm -hmm. that, you know, you've got to choose as a, as a, as a guild or as a raid group, uh, you know, where the gear goes, the choices (laughs) for the player. And I feel like this ties into eight player agency, the choices that we make, um, that are going to contribute. Um, yeah, that are that are going to contribute to um, strengthening the overall raid group. You know, and for me, that's that's what really matters. Like, we are we just focusing on gearing our favorite people? Are we focusing on gearing people that we know are going to be really vital to this potential boss and these mechanics? You know, the choices that as a raid leader or raid leadership group or guild or community, the choices you make and where that gear goes. And how that contributes to the overall group that's trying to work towards it is going to determine in some ways, at least partially, you know, who who eliminates the boss, moves forward, gets the good stuff, builds up faster, you know, next week pushes through, gets some more good stuff, et cetera, et cetera. I dig that. I like it. Um, yeah. Um, but anyway, let's see. <laughs> Yeah, going ahead. Anyway, um, those are my ideas on boss difficulty, though. Um, Has there been anything in the past week for you all that has really stood out um, in the community? Uh, Because I haven't really been paying attention to Discord. And um, there hasn't been too much um, overall from the uh, Ashes community. There's been like the little lore blurbs that we've gotten around the uh, cosmetics. We've gotten the... I, I almost kind of call it like their their chapters each week of keeping us engaged as we're building towards Alpha One. We haven't seen another class yet, um, so I'm kind of wondering if we're going to get one before the end of the month or not. But Christmas yeah. gift, yeah, <laughs> that would be a very nice Christmas. Um, I would say, yeah. I mean, I I think the thing that I've noticed isn't necessarily something that Intrepid's doing, though. I think you know just to shout out to the team uh the twitter stuff is is really cool i like that it's kind of like a choose your own adventure it's Mm -hmm. one of those things that i love growing up and i just love that they're kind of that creative to do something like that Mm -hmm. in their you know social media to excite people i think the one thing that i've noticed is there's just a lot of excitement about this testing and people are like overwhelmingly positive about it i mean i know that depending on who it is that may change once they get into actually testing because they're thinking oh i'm gonna play but it's it's a test guys yeah um but i do like the positivity around the testing i think that's that's a really nice thing to see in the community that how excited everybody is mm-hmm. um so yeah that would be kind of my takeaway i mean goes without saying i think the art and everything that the team's pumping out is awesome i love it um it's one of my favorite parts of 
kind of seeing the world come together is all the different art that they're doing. But, uh, but yeah, that's not anything new for this week per se. Awesome. Yeah. Any, any thoughts for you, Basil? I mean, with the release of cyberpunk, they're kind of mostly talking about cyberpunk. (laughs) Yeah. A lot of people have been talking about it. I know I, I actually got it gifted to me by one of my community members and I haven't played it yet. But I did get a new computer, so I'm trying to like sort out all that. And I had some pretty horrible Ooh. internet issues last week, which were plaguing me. Yeah, it was really bad. So I am really happy that it got sorted out by like what yesterday, I think it was, because I actually got to do community night. And then here we are today doing our stuff here, and things are good. Um, and I got a new rig, so I can I can actually you know play my games on that. Cause you know, getting a, getting a new video card or processor has been like pretty tough around here lately. So mm-hmm. yeah, I was lucky found something worthwhile. Um, you know, <clears throat> I do want to, I would have read one comment that was up here too. Um, do you think it will be f- uh, free for all or will they have targeted goals for each day for testing? So Ooh. that's a good question. Uh, I don't know. I would say that there's probably going to be targeted goals. Um, that's just their style. They even back in APOC were like, here's what we're working on. Here's what we're really trying to focus and get feedback around. So if you can, please provide us feedback around it. They're very goal oriented team, very focused on, you know, what it is they're specifically trying to gather information around data on. So I would probably say it probably the, the first one, which is targeted goals each day. But, um, but that's just a guess, um, an educated guess on, on my, my part. So I I kind of have mixed feelings because in certain times of APOC we used to get directions. In the second half we didn't at all. So True. we didn't know what we um <laughs> but hopefully with the upcoming test it's going to be on point and they're gonna tell us exactly well, not exactly what to do. Well, mostly it's going to become on us and we're going to explore and destroy and wreck mayhem and they're going to suffer with all the burning of servers mayhem in their yeah. office. But, um, <laughs> yeah, are you kind of, are you like, I'm sorry, were you referring to like how some people back in APOC would go to the center town and destroy the buildings there, Social Bunny Faisal? Sound familiar? I don't know who you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> Um. <laughs> oh, <man>. guilty as <laughs> guilty as charged. <laughs> hey man, you know you you get you gotta break stuff. You know you do. Mm-hmm. You gotta you gotta break stuff when you're testing. It's it's good to get in there and to test the things that need to be tested and to have fun and run around and maybe adventure and stuff. But I'm gonna I'm gonna uh, reiterate what what Daedalus and and Phaser are saying, which is. You know, things aren't, you know, when, when you do testing like this, you're not there to necessarily like be in the live version of the game and run around and just necessarily only have fun. Yeah, have fun. Um, but the best thing you can do to ensure that later the game is going to be awesome and the best it possibly can be is going to be to contribute, to test the things they're asking, to give them the data that they're requesting on the things that they're testing and that's my little soapbox. I'm down off of it, but it really does help like so much. I've, I've, and I say this from the perspective of being someone who's, who has quite literally watched, um, people that have tested a game before 
not really contribute enough info and see how that negatively in fact impacted um, them moving into subsequent testing phases um, versus the ones where they just got a lot of info and they were able to really build off of that and, and actually resolve a lot more things by the time the next test came around. You know, it's the difference between, well, well there's all this stuff that was broken, you know, on this one test. And then you, you go and you test it and you complain about it, but then you don't actually say anything about it. And then you're like, why isn't this, why is this stuff here still here? And then you come to find out, maybe no one even reported that bug on the forums or something or in the, you know, email that they request or what, however they're doing it. You're like, hmm, well, that's unfortunate, but also <laughs> you're like, homie, you could have just said something, you know, they had no idea about it. I've literally seen devs who had like no idea a bug was even there or an issue was even there because no one talked about it. You're just like, oh no, like guys, come on, man, just say something, friends. So show them love, give them info, do all the things. Uh, so next weekend should be interesting for our next show, shouldn't it? It'll be during that weekend. On Sunday is normal because we do it like clockwork next week. But that's also going to be during testing. So let's hope that for any of us that are here, both all of you all in chat, listening, watching, or on this show, let's hope that we get the verbal stuff is okay. Otherwise, you're going to see me going, so how's your guys' day today, right? <laughs> how's stuff going? Oh, I had a great day. Can you tell us why? Now, nah, I'm not really able to talk about it, but it's great. And then you guys will get me doing that. <laughs> but I'll totally, you guys know I'll tease the hell out of you if, if that's what it comes down to. But I, if I can't say it, I can't say anything, right? <laughs> oh, man. Man, anyway, friends. All right, all right. Let's go on ahead and wind this one down. It's been a great time. It's always a pleasure to hang out with everybody here. Um, Faisal's getting a little low. <laughs> so when coffee's like, sit up, Faisal. It's not that late there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it is where he's at. But um, yeah, let, let my let my friends here, my fellow Pathfinders on the show, go ahead and do a shout out. Let y'all know where they reign, their domains, where you can find them. Start with Daedalus. All right, you can find me on Twitter at the Ashen Herald and on YouTube, youtube.com slash C slash the Ashen Herald. And Faisal. You guys can find me on Twitter as Bagel108 and on Twitch as Faisal108. Beautiful. Wait, and wait, what? I think I messed up one. Wait. I said Twitter Bagel108, Twitch as Faisal108. There you go. <laughs> good, 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 good job. Um, Yo, remember, please, please, please look to get as many five-star reviews as possibly can. So if you don't mind, if you're willing to do it, it would be greatly appreciated to go over to iTunes, give us a five-star review, leave us a message. We can read it on the show. You can also call in at one five three nine six six four six eight zero one. right? You can join us here, the home of this podcast, right in our community. Join us on discord.gg forward slash my name, S-I-M-U-R-G-H, Simorg. And friends, this might be the end of today's show, but, you know, in closing, I've got to always say, that I want to remind you whether or not you are listening, you're watching it, YouTube, here on Twitch, you are also a Pathfinder. You don't just have to be on the show. It's it's all of you who share in the journey that we're on together. So super honored to always have you here. Um, thank you for taking your time to spend with us. Much love to you all. Much love to Intrepid Studios. And until next time, you all live your best lives. Stay safe. Walk in the light, friends. And you have a great night. We'll see you next time.
Take care, everybody. Bye.